Reclaimed Audio. Upcycling and making with reclaimed materials. Welcome to Reclaimed Audio. This is your host, Markus Hoffmann. And as always, uh, I'm accompanied by Tim Sway Hi. and Lutz. Say hello, oh, guys. Hello. Oh, hello. Hey, hello. <laughs> hello, Marcus. Hello. I like this. I like this episode already. I don't know why. You can call me crazy, but for some reason, this episode might be my favorite one. So, so Tim, we're keeping this in? Because you said yeah. consistency. This is inconsistent. This is not our normal routine. Well, <laughs> who's that? Who's like talking? An Alfred Hitchcock twist ending, though. I like yeah, that. I know, you know. I know. Well, this is for the birds. <laughs> huh? Oh, gosh. <laughs> I should have seen that one coming out the rear window. Let's <laughs> how how come how come how come when we try and leave Phil out, everybody's all having fun, but when we try and leave me out, you guys are serious about it. I don't understand. It's well, probably Phil, a coincidence. Yeah. No, it's it's because <laughs> Phil's awesome. Oh, Tim, okay. Oh, hey, Upgrade. I like this. I have a brand new push stick that, that somebody just made for me. Laser etched a dragon for the L with my name on it. Why don't I just go ahead and use this to beat myself senseless with since that's the kind of abuse I'm getting already. But you were you were in the podcast. You yeah, got nobody can see it. I also I oh. was the one being abused. <laughs> yeah, never mind. <laughs> All right, let's get back on track. Hey, uh, you know, we do have a special guest with us today. It's Marcus Hoffman, all the way from Germany. Uh, via, and now he's, well, what is it? You, you crashed uh, someone's house out there in California for the night, right? Yes, actually, I am in Bill's house, and Bill is not in Bill's house. So that's quite strange. No, the well, call's coming out. from in your house. It works out pretty good. <laughs> nice house, Bill. I love what you've done with the place. I'm not sure what this podcast is doing, but I seem to spend more time out of my house when guests come over that are in my house. So that's, it's, it's, it's a weird kind of deal. And, um, but no, Marcus is completely normal. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, really. <laughs> All right. Let's, uh, let's get down to the business of the introduction and then we can, uh, then we can let everyone know who Marcus is and what he's doing joining us this week. So it is episode 46 for September 21st, 2016. Our top Patreon supporters are Luis Gonzalez, Make, Build, Modify, Stu Morrison, The Godfather, Jimmy DiResta, Trust in Timber, Sean Petty, and Scott Turner. You know, uh, I listened to Making It today, which was Friday's episode, where they were talking about the uh, Making It 100 and, um, you know, potentially having other podcasts as part of this Making It uh, extravaganza. And when they talked about other podcasts, uh, Jimmy mentioned... Tim Sway, and and only Tim Sway. Now, Jimmy, I don't know if you know this, but uh, Bill and I are on this uh, podcast as well, and uh, we would come too. I think be a pretty pretty well, boring podcast with just Tim. Let me see what happens with negotiations. You know, my lawyers are looking at the papers and stuff. So, oh, you guys didn't get copies of that? No, but you, <laughs> you know about discovery, right? I need to see all evidence against me ahead of time. <laughs> um, yeah, um, we do want to uh, make an official uh, endorsement of support for that plan. Um, oh, I mean, yeah. obviously, there's a lot of logistics to work out, and there's not a ton of time. But uh, Reclaimed Audio Podcast is totally on board with having a podcast hoedown live. And we've we've been talking about doing s- sort of different types of things like that too, about having like a call-in type of a show yeah, one yeah, day. Yeah. Or, and so this ties in with some of our plans too, and we would love mm-hmm. to well, just try to make that real. That stuff. I mean, we'll work if, on it with we- you. 
yeah, if we can celebrate, if we can celebrate making its 100 episode, uh, first of all, that's a heck of a milestone. Um, I know, I, I, I don't know about you two, but I would say they absolutely inspired me to want to have a podcast. I think that's a big reason why we're here. So being involved in something like that, Marcus, as a, uh, as somebody who likes to listen to really great podcasts, especially ours, um, what would you think about having us and making it and other podcasts together in one location, trying to do some kind of a big celebratory thing? I listened to that, um, Two days ago, when I was traveling from uh, Fresno, and I thought, damn it, I have spent all my vacation to come over for California because I would totally go to that. So, yes, you should definitely do that. Awesome. I love it. Well, there you go. And, and it, it also, I mean, we are coming up on, on one year of our podcast, too. And so it could be like a sort of a, a mini little celebration for us as well. Hmm. Hey. Yeah, that would be cool. Um, and I'll toss in, um, I agree with Jimmy. That and and Bob that it should be in New York. That would be probably the easiest absolutely. venue. Yeah, that would be a absolutely. great venue for it. So. Yeah, that's real convenient for all you guys. Yeah. But I'll I'll see what I can do. Well, but I mean, Marcus could probably fly in from Germany to New York pretty easily to to sub for you. So mm-hmm. <laughs> it's, uh, it's a much shorter. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's uh, just two hours less than to Los Angeles. Yeah. See, so yeah, I mean, it's, but you know, with the time zones, forget about it. Yeah, I know people. I have places. I, I'll be there. Don't you fret. Don't you fret. And I know you know what that word is, Tim, because it's a musical thing that goes on your guitar, pal. Yeah, and uh, both of you, uh, Phil, and you can stay at my house if you want. I'm about two hours outside of the city. And uh, Oh, that we'll would be up, pretty great. Yeah, we'll pull up a couch, you know. I mean, well, Maddie's <laughs> way, it depends on what happens. If Maddie's away at college, we even get a room, you know. I just need the couch. That's cool. All right. All right. Okay. Let's, uh, let's talk about that. Okay. Um, what are we working on? Billiam Lutz. What are you working on this week? Well, um, I, you know, I was going to be concentrating on a table, but as we all know, um, there is uh, some hubbub about making a hub, a USB hub. And hmm. um, so since I happen to have uh, Marcus Hoffman visiting with me, he and I are going to try and together put together some sort of USB cemented hub thing and create a video to go with it. And we are going to do our best to try. And if we don't, um, if we fail, we'll still at least post uh, the fail. I think that would be fun too. But so um, that, that's what I'm doing, but I'm, um, Marcus, since you're, since you're the guest, why don't you explain why you're actually here at my house, what you're doing in California, and what's going on with you? Yeah, yeah and who you yeah. are. You know. Who, who, who are, are you? Who, <laughs> yeah. who the hell are you? Yeah. Who the hell are you in Bill's house? Well, yeah, um, why it's, are it's, you at my house? And because, how did you already have keys? Because sleepover in, in uh, San Francisco is so pretty damn expensive. <laughs> so I took the chance. When I saw that West Wayne was here and, and all the other guys, I said, hey, that door must be open for sleepovers. And yeah, it was open. Great. <laughs> no, I'm I'm here because um, I have that little company, Bugtech, where I build custom-made shifters for old VWs, Beatles and buses. And since 2011, I make a calendar every year. And this year is the first year where I do the pictures on my own. And I thought, why not travel to California, visit some of my customers and make their cars part of the calendar. So that's why I'm traveling right now. Very cool. Nice. Yeah, that's actually really super cool. So so you're a maker who's doing this for a living. 
No, no, actually not. Um, it's it's a side business that got got pretty nice. Um, I'm employed by TNT Express, which is the the European equivalent to FedEx. A little oh, bit yeah, smaller. You guys have lost quite a few packages for me. Yes, I know who you are. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I can give you a, a customer service uh, number. Okay. Great. Actually, um, Phil, just so you know, when I asked Marcus a little bit about himself, he says, "No, Bill, you should think of me as like." Phil Pinsky, I have a, I have a corporate job, but I really enjoy doing this other business on the side. And and he started to compliment you, and then you go ahead and put him down that way. But no, go ahead, Marcus, continue. It's okay. <laughs> Thanks for packing my bags on that guilt trip, Lutz. Okay, great. <laughs> yeah, but he's, he's actually right. the The thing is that um, I can I can totally understand lots of the things that you were. Um, talking about in the, in the podcast about having a corporate job and on a side business doing something and, and bringing that all together with your, with your family and your kids. So I totally get that. Yeah, no, it's, it's not easy, but um, uh, makers hustle just did an episode about work-life balance and, True. Uh, and uh, no, it was a good one. It was a great one. That podcast is really, really coming together. They're really clicking. It's uh, this one was a really good one to listen to. Yes. Yeah, I just listened to that today. As a matter of fact, I meant to actually send a Bill a, a message, but uh, I'll, I'll send him a did you know? Did you notice? I you you know what I love about, yeah, I guess so. <laughs> <laughs> One of the things I love about Bill Lavolsi, well, actually, just it just started today, is that when he says my name, it sounds so good. Right. Oh, and he mentioned too. He audio too. Yeah. But he said my name. He's a he, William. He did say your name. I know. I know, right? Okay. And here's another guy who thinks that uh, only one person is doing it all on their own. All right, that's fine. <laughs> hey um I, i'm just gonna throw the plug in uh everybody grab a pencil it is bt calendar.com is where you can go and order your official 2017 bug tech calendar there's uh links to do that via paypal and whatnot i've already ordered mine and i, yes. I have uh, the perfect uh friend to to give it to for a christmas gift so hopefully it's going to be done by Christmas. Not that I'm putting pressure on you. <laughs> it, it will be definitely done by Christmas, yes. Well, calendars kind of have to be. Otherwise, they're sort of Yes, exactly. You know? <laughs> so I figured that would be safe. So, yeah, bt-calendar.com. And uh, you can check out some of these awesome photos. Um, you've, you've actually sent me some photos of uh, from previous calendars that I'm, I can't show my kids. <laughs> <laughs> you did show the, it. Because the cars yeah. are too nice, right? Yeah, because the cars are beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> Very cool. There okay, let's free, move on. Action going on. That's all I got to say. Who's um who's next? Who's making something else? You, Phil. You want to go next? Sure. Um, I am. Um, I'm back into doing quite a few orders. Uh, the, it was weird. Like the month leading up to July, were like really, really busy. From November to July, I was like jammed constantly. Christmas was in- incredibly busy, but for the most part, I was getting probably about one or two orders a week, which was pretty decent like really decent. And then the month of August, just like, like desert, like nothing, yeah, no orders. Every industry is like that in August. So it was so weird, but then now it's picked up. I've got like three or four orders that have come in. So, so I'm sort of busy doing that. And I really want to do um, another video. I just kind of drawing a blank a little bit on what I should do. I have one or two ideas, but if anybody has um, something that they'd like to see uh, done, uh, hit me up at Phil Pinsky on Twitter. I'd love to get some of your feedback on that. So tonight, actually, after we record, I have to go and finish a step stool that has to ship out tomorrow morning. So that's what I'm working on. Hmm. Tim, did you awesome. uh, did you do yours? No. All right. Um, 
I am. Do you, uh, have, do you have to? I'm just. You I can opt to. out, I guess. But yeah. all right, fine. Well, I was I was going to not talk about what I was working. I was going to talk about uh, goofing off, and um, that was over the weekend. I had a whole bunch of visitors come to my shop, so I wanted to throw some names out, do a little name dropping. Um, I had Chris Cute from Make the First Cut, Jay Rivera from Jay's World, and just from being Jay Rivera, and I should I guess say the same about all of them, of course. I also had the Miter Mike. Miter Mike's workshop. Look at this. And David wow. Gagne from Elm City Vintage. I know. And dude. yeah, you know. And uh, Larry Cipollone, who d- does not make videos, but he's a uh, he lives down the street from me, and uh, he's a member of our group. You know, or, or he does a uh, he's the guy that built the entire workshop out of uh, like reclaimed pallet wood. He has this like twelve by twenty like wood shop in his backyard. He just built all out of free wood. Cool. Um, so he was he was buying his like his like old antique truck that makes my truck look new and but his is nice unlike mine and we just uh we just hung out all day say because there was like that the the woodworking in America was happening this weekend but none of us could make it yeah and, uh, and you guys so we, decided to have a WIC then woodworking in Connecticut but yeah it was more just like <laughs> sitting around doing nothing in Connecticut and just hanging out they just all wanted to come over and hang out at my shop we didn't do anything we were, there were some talks about maybe trying to do a video or something we just didn't we just hung out and and uh sort of swapped That's stories awesome. and. And uh, and uh, talked about how cool it was that Bill Lutz wasn't there. <laughs> <laughs> Just sitting around talking freedom. Oh, no, that Bill Lutz. <laughs> and we we invited you, Phil. We didn't invite you, Bill, but um, we did invite Phil. But unfortunately, Phil couldn't make it because he's a little further. Yeah. Well, I was actually um, I was in Burlington for a little bit, and then uh, we spent the weekend in Boston visiting friends. So I was a little farther west of you, hmm. or east. Yeah, that? Uh, probably west. Is really where the the coat factory came from? Uh, there's more than one Burlington. Yeah, and it's That's also more than just coats. Yes. Well, that I know. <laughs> That's the tagline. All right. Anyway, okay. Um, and so Marcus did. Bill, did you talk about yours? I did. Okay, Marcus, did you speak about what you're yep, working on? Talk about his calendar. I did. Okay, so T Money did, did his. Okay, so we're done. Great. Okay, so this week. Right, thanks, topic. everybody. Uh, it's been a great week, and we. Yeah. Uh, oh, sorry. sorry. What are we watching? <laughs> exactly. No. So this week's topic is uh, is a listener topic, and um, it's a very interesting one. Tim, do you want to uh, do you want to introduce? I guess it's a part, two part question, right? Kind of. I mean, I could read the whole thing. It's from it's from Ryan Evers, uh, who is a listener, and um, it's give, give us a gist of it. Yeah, I, I'm going to give you the gist of it instead of reading the whole thing. But yeah, but uh, basically, he wants he, he wants to know like he found some stuff in a dumpster, like we all do, you know. And so he's he's like, well, maybe you know, he's got some. What he has is he has some floor table styles in there in perfect condition, like brand new. So he takes them home. And he's like, oh, I'll make a nice coffee table out of them, but he doesn't need it. So then he's like, okay, well, what am I going to do? Should I sell it? Should I just sell it for? less than it's worth just you know does anybody even going to want it is it better that i took it out of this dumpster than just let it go to the landfill um so i guess his question is kind of um i don't want to make to find out that no one else wants it i don't want to make it and find out that no one else wants it and then what do i do with it is kind of his question so he's sort of like he doesn't want to see it go to the trash but he's not sure if there's any value in saving it and i know that this is a road that i've traveled in you know, mm-hmm. and deal with all the time. And so I thought it was a pretty interesting top, topic of like, if, if you, if you see something that you know, you can make something out of it, should you, even though, you know, well, maybe you it's not for it specifically. 
right? Even though you maybe and then and then if you have done it and you should you get rid of it for cheap or are you undercutting the comp? You know your your friends that do this stuff for a living or you know so it was kind of an interesting conversation. It was a very interesting question, and I'm glad that it was um, mailed into us, especially since this kind of question cannot be asked simply on Twitter. This is one of those more in depth questions, and, and you re- illustrated very well. And I thought it was interesting because. Um, my answer very quickly is yes. I mean, if you see something that you think that you can use and that potentially you can pull out of a dumpster, which is ultimately pulling it out of a landfill, go for it. Um, why not make something great out of it? And, uh, and if you have it for inventory, then, then sell it, you know, and when you can, but you know, the question of whether or not you should sell it for cheap, I think that that all depends on, on how much space it's holding up for you. If it's like, you know, you made it and it is taking up your entire, you know, workshop space, then yeah, dump it. But if it's not like, like Tim's got a loft where you could just put stuff up there, then why undervalue? Like holding onto it doesn't change the value of it for you. It's not like using up space that you would otherwise use for something else. So why not? Well, it depends upon why you made it too. I mean, if you're, um, uh, if you're just starting out, um, let's say, and you, you see something in the dumpster, you're not sure, and you make something, it's okay. It gave you some really good experience. Um, you know, it's not something you, you, you'd think you can get a million dollars for, but it's like, th- throw it on Craigslist. You know, try and make a few dollars, and what you're really gaining is the experience, and you're practicing. Um, you're not, you know, don't worry about, you know, am I undercutting myself or anybody else at this point? If the, if the whole point is to learn and to practice, I would rather have you uh, dig through uh, dumpsters all day long to get materials to practice with um, than to be going to Home Depot, even though it's affordable and, you know, and buying, you know, brand new lumber that the trees have been cut. You know, we've been through all that before. But so I would say it's it's not really hurting anything to buy it, even though you know it may even what even I think part of the question was, what if you dig something out of the dumpster, you make it, nobody really wants it, you can't sell it, and now you end up putting it back in the dumpster? Is it worth it? I would say yes, because you are saving new materials from being used to learn with. You didn't make anything worse, that's for sure. But in this example, is the person, are we assuming that the person is a beginner? Let's assume it's what answer for all people, you know, beginner. What if you're not a beginner? What if you're uh, somebody who's a, a maker that tries to make things like Tim for a living? Right. You know, should well, you just, if, should you... I think if you're not a beginner, you're going to have a higher success rate because you have a better understanding of what you can and cannot do with materials. So it might be less of an issue. Like, cause just with experience comes wisdom about what you can use and what you can't use. I have saved many of things that I just ended up not being able to do anything with. It's just, you see, you get into it. And I just had a case this weekend of, um, there's a, I went and picked up these two, uh, bureaus, like, uh, like long six foot long, you know, the dressers, uh, to help this elderly woman out, get them, you know, I was like, Oh, I'll use them in my shop for storage. And they're just like, I was, or I'll cut them up. Cause I'm kind of into that, like cutting up furniture cause it's good wood instead of cutting up pallets, you know, but they're all just press board, you know? So it's like, Oh, just drove all the way here to get this. So, you know, I, I was doing the lady a favor and I, and I had Dave Gagne Vintage, to help me out. So I wasted his time too. You know, I did put one of them in my shop. The other one I just brought to, to you know, a consignment or a uh, donation center, you know, but, uh, but it's like you try to save it. And then five years ago, I probably would have kept them and not have been, I would have like, you know, kept them both and been like finding ways to use them. But now I have like a little less patience for that, I think. And it comes with, uh, 
it's because there's just so and then I, so I dropped this thing off and I drive behind a store and there's just this pile and pile of trash probably a full like 20 foot dumpsters worth of pile of furniture that this donation center is rejected that's just sitting out in the rain that's just getting thrown away it's like there's the the immensity of it it's so overwhelming and uh, and so that's where I'm like I'm kind of at with this is that I remember being Ryan and, and taking every box of tiles out of the dumpster but then it's like I can't use them all I've only got so many years and I've only got, I do have a lot of space, but if I just like load it all up there, all I'm doing is I'm just a detour before the landfill. If I can't use it all and, and do something with it, you know? So there's that struggle too. Hmm. What do you think, Marcus? I'm thinking of a big pile of pallets that sits in front of my shop and I was totally sure that I will use them. And um, I think they are now two years, three years there and the stuff gets in your way. So and the problem comes when um, now work and and the side business gets so much that you do not even have the time to take care of that sh- that that stuff to to bring it away to put it in a in a dump store. So, especially pallets, as as this is a pile of I don't know, fifteen twenty pallets. So I would need to to get uh, get a trailer to bring them away. Yeah, I don't have a truck like Tim, so I cannot just throw it on the truck and bring it away. So I think there is a fine line um, there to to really get into hoarding very yeah. fast. So you should it's, really think, can I really make something with it? Or is it just because it's there and I want it and then I would put it away and never use it. Right. But here's where I want to put a different spin on it and a positive spin is that this is exactly why like our podcast is, is important. And the, and the people that are listening to this podcast, like, we're all important. Why Ryan is important because we need to change people's perspectives of value and, and of what is usable, and what is not usable. And we need to make people see the beauty in this table made out of tiles that Ryan saved from the dumpster. The pro- if, if the market is there, you know, supply and demand, it's like, it's uh, a brave new world. And, and we're trying to shepherd our way through it with this stuff. So that's one of the reasons why I don't pull as much stuff as I can, because I can make tables that like, like that particle board stuff, all that, you know, dorm furniture that gets thrown on. There's so much, and I could make stuff out of it, but it doesn't have any value. I mean, how, how do you make it beautiful and attractive? Well, first thing you do is you try to get people to not buy it in the first place and to buy the stuff that's, you know, the guys like us are making. The second thing you try to do is you try to get them to see the artistic value of it. And that's why, I, like, I put more, I'm putting more effort into YouTube and into this podcast and whatnot is that um, there's a value in us talking about it to get other people thinking differently about it, to get Ryan pulling those boxes out of the dumpster and then to maybe Ryan's customer someday we'll get to the point where the customer is listening to us too and they'll they'll see the beauty in it and pay Ryan what he deserves for his time for pulling those things out saving them and making something with them. for sure let me um first thank you for putting effort into this podcast we really appreciate it um minimal yeah, but I am no but that's whatever you're putting in is greatly appreciated <laughs> But, you know, I think uh, sort of Ryan's point is is like the stock versus custom, you know, like making things ahead of time versus making them custom. And I think the, the real value that makers bring to, let's say, the 21st century um, consumer is that you can have things however you want them. Like, oh, I want this. Mm-hmm. You know, and then you talked about this. Like, why settle for the 60-inch table if you wanted a 65-inch table? And that's, mm-hmm. that's where our value comes in. So this making something for stock or making something ahead of time for inventory is sort of where your the the item has less value inherently to the consumer because like well I could get the same thing from you know I don't know where West Elm or Anthropology or whatever other store you know like why should I buy it from you 
and someone would definitely understand right away why to get something from you if it were custom. I think maybe that's where the value sort of drops a little bit. What do you think, Bill? That, yeah. Uh, yes. Uh, a lot of it has to do with just the room itself. Um, I just went through a, uh, period last year where I was worried about trying to make a bunch of things and just have them and hoping somebody would want them. And then the example, I think somebody asked me, um, uh, about the salon is like, well, they have, when I, when I was building a lot of stuff for the salon, uh, for example, there was certain amount of space and things had to fit that I could not have gotten at West Elm. I could not have gotten somewhere because the standard size wouldn't work. So I had to, luckily I I was able to start collecting and building up enough material to make those custom sizes to fit. Um, but I, I don't know. This it's, it's, it's really, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a tough thing to think about. You know, I, I think just having this conversation is, is pretty important. Uh, one of the things uh, Tim just touched on that made me think too is if if we can get more people to just at least when they drive by something that's on the side of the road to stop and wonder if it's something they should even take, that's an excellent thing too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's like, wow, can I can I use that as stock? Can I have that to where I can build something? Because maybe a customer will want a coffee table that happens to be L shaped, you know, who wants an L shaped coffee table? Well, somebody might, and look at this really cool piece of tile or, or a, a counter. And the reason I said that too, is because I know where there is a big piece of marble that's in the shape of an L. It looks like somebody probably tossed it. They were done doing somebody redoing somebody's kitchen counters with it's, it, I, I'm going to go get it. I got to admit it. I'm going to go get it. It's got <laughs> to be. Pass that up. Yeah. It's a nice piece. Yeah, and it's hidden. It's hidden away, so it's not going to be gone. I already know that, but because you hit yeah, it. so I because yeah. <laughs> I hit it. <laughs> Why do you have to yeah, make I mean, for stock you... though? Why can't we sort of stockpile the material? Like you know, the instant we have this physical item and a customer sees it or somebody sees it, you lose all leverage, right? Because they're like, "Well, it's there. I'm willing to give you fifty bucks for it, yay or nay." And you're kind of like, "I guess I'll take it." But if it were, well, there's, if there's, you had the material and you hadn't made it yet, then the leverage still if resides with you. Make, if I was going to make for stock, the biggest reason would be so I don't have to deal with people's opinions. You either want it or you don't. Okay, good point. Really good point. Uh, yeah, I, no. And at some at, at some point, I want to be. I wanted to be where that's the way it is. It's like maybe I have a storefront somewhere. It's like come in, look around. You like that? I'll haggle a little bit on the price, but that's it. I'm not going to change the color. I'm not going to. Yeah. You know what I mean? There's not going to be that, 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 that commission customer service that you have to have as opposed to being much more of a retail customer service. Yeah. Yeah. yeah there's something nice about that, about just making something, you know, I mean, for, for the business, you know, the Tim Sway perspectives, I don't, I do very little of that now. Now I basically just do the custom stuff because there's more bang for my buck in it. Um, Usually so, I would think. Yeah, you know, if I if if I make a coffee table and I try to sell it on Etsy, it's worth three hundred dollars. But if someone asks me to make a coffee table that exact same size and shape, it's not worth six hundred dollars because it's you know, and there might be like a, a change along the way or whatever. Um, and that is, I like I like working that way because I like the problem solving. But then, like, I do like to just make stuff for my own fancy. And like, if I find a box of tiles, I might want to just make something for my own fancy out of that. And it's it's nice to do that as an artist, so a way to learn and, and you know cut your teeth and develop your style. You know, absolutely. So and and maybe save something. And you know, for me, what I 
done now when I do that is then I make a video about it because that's the values in that too of the of the lesson maybe and the excitement you know of it. I don't know. Uh, it's uh it's it's interesting. It's it's a it's a slippery slope on both sides really. You don't want to go too far towards just being like all about the the dollar and not you know because I, I mean I got into this because I want to save the planet too you know mm-hmm. but I can't save the whole thing myself. <laughs> no, I can't take sure. I can't take everything. No, but the value of your information is is really what's going to save it. Like your your message is what's going to save it, not the you know the twelve tables you can pump out a year. You know, right, right. And you know, and and I mean, I have tables that I made like literally five six years ago, still in my loft. You pretty much just have them now, you know, because <laughs> for me it's always a process too. Like I enjoy making them so much. I I just uh, I have this table. I think it's still listed on Etsy. Like it's down to like two hundred dollars now. I think I just told someone I give it to him for fifty bucks the other day because I want someone to use it. I want this. I don't want to just. I I don't want to make a ten thousand dollar table that no one ever wants to spend ten thousand dollars on. You know, like hmm. what's I'm not really if if I make this beautiful work of art that then goes into my loft and the mice make a home in it. What's the point? What do you think, Marcus? If you make some a whole bunch of whatever it is that you're making, shifter knobs. Yeah, yeah it's, it's it's the it's the whole um, element, the gear shifter, not just the knob. It's the whole element, and okay. it, it's interesting because I just made that transition some some years ago. In the beginning, I had just an aluminium plain one and a polished one. No, not even the polished one, just aluminium plain, and I had uh, powder coated. So I had just two two pieces, and. I couldn't make them on stock, but then there was a customer that asked for, can I have it bent? Yes, you can have it bent. Then um, anodizing came in, then um, drilling and adding different features to it and more and more and more. And then you had to, or I had to make the decision, um, can I still stock that all? And of course not, because it's it's aluminum. It's quite expensive to to stock them. Um, They start at, at 300 euros. So it's, if you put, 10 of them in the shelf and maybe sell two and then eight other customers say, yeah, that's nice what you have in the shelf, but I want a different one. So I had that change. I had to do it. And um, later I recognized that customers appreciate that because it's now they cannot just buy and I ship it the next day. Now they have to wait at least two or three weeks for their shifter. And that's, that's um, yeah, it's, it's custom made for them. It's built to order. And that is um, now I'm missing the English word, but it's 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 making it more. It, it brings more value to the uh, to the customer for that piece. Mm-hmm. So that transition was mm-hmm. needed. I had to do it, but in the end, it was a very very good transition for my company for my little side business. I think I think it's no, premium, how- you know, like you feel more value if you yeah. had to wait for it, and there's the anticipation yeah. and there's the experience, which is a big part of custom is the experience. Like Tim, you were saying that there's small changes along the way. The person is also paying for the ability to sort of be involved in the process. And I think that's a huge part mm. of it as well. You know, the pinball desk I just finished is such an example of that. I mean, that was like a months and months long process of making something very, because eventually I'm going to put the video out just showing a walkthrough of it, but mm. I'm just so glad it's gone. I don't want to edit the video. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, yeah, but now, but so I love how we're talking about Ryan. We don't know really too, too much about about him uh but you know so ryan's just becoming this character almost for me as i'm talking about but what about ryan because ryan is (laughs) i mean um and if i know ryan uh, and i do you know this is what i know him well (laughs) yeah 
Because, like, like you know, like Bug Tech, you went through the process with that, you know, Marcus, where you had the, you know, the two shifters, and then you started realizing. So now, but I don't think Ryan's at that point yet. Like, he's still just developing his product, so to speak, you know. Um, so, you know, he, he gets these nuts. Ryan, he might find the, like, the end-all, be-all, like, most awesome thing you could ever do with a bunch of floor tiles and, and develop this table. Or he might make something he can't sell. But either way, he's trying. So I think that's uh, pretty important and that's going to help him get to the point where he knows what he's good at making, what he likes to make and uh, how he's going to move forward. So yeah, well, absolutely. Grab let's, those, make a table. let's, let's, um, let's, let's personalize Ryan and make him a little bit more human. Shall we, instead of just abusing him in this manner, okay, he's five foot 11. Yeah. Should we stalk him <laughs> yes. on Facebook right now? Is that what well, you're no, saying? Actually, what I'd like to do is I'd like, I'd like to read, I'd like to read a response email that Ryan sent me from my answer to his question was, uh, you know, it's irrelevant. Let's just let's just have me read this, shall we? Okay, let's shall. Lutz, I didn't even think of it, but yeah, practice. Even if I couldn't sell for much, I could still set aside that money from practice pieces for more and or upgraded tools. Take care and thanks for taking the time to respond. It's a big Lutz smile happening yeah. right now, guys. In case yeah, you yeah. It, people yeah. can't see the smile, but there's a ginormous smile. Um, so I just I don't know why I wanted to say that, but I hold on. No, I, don't break your arm. But I did. I actually wanted to full circle the conversation because ultimately I I do agree with you. If you couldn't get much out of it except for the experience, you're still a richer person for it. You know what I mean? Correct. I was going to yeah. say man, but I don't. I think it's a new age. You're a richer person for it. Person. Yeah. Exactly. What if we What if we can get people to 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 try and and commit just to themselves. If I pick something off the side of the road and I build something with it and it sucks, I'm going to dismantle it. I'm going to put it back on the side of the road. So it's there as stock for somebody else to maybe come pick up instead of just tossing the whole thing. Maybe that would help. You could, but why not use it as stock for yourself? You know, you yeah, made, or that. you made four legs for a, for a coffee what table. A, what a, Take a I have, the, I've cut up quite a few tables I've made and, and things that I've stocked, like things that I made that never sold. I hacking them. I made a guitar out of one of them. <laughs> hacking the stuff I made all the time. It's like, oh, I'll just unlist that and take it. I don't feel like, you know, this will save me some work. I do that all the time. Yeah. Well, maybe also, it's because I'm a little more generous than you guys, but that's just me. Go ahead. That's probably true. You do have but a I wasn't full mention, grown man Swans, living with you now. Izzy Swans build a bench and get and put it on the, the side of the road for free thing too. Like that whole like pay it forward thing that Izzy was doing. Uh, there's that aspect too. You can make a table and just go put it out in like kind of like a, a rougher neighborhood and just put a free sign on it. Hmm. That's, that's okay. you got nice the you got the practice. You don't have to worry about the hassle of selling it and making fifty bucks. I mean, what's fifty bucks? Yeah, go, go give it away. Or maybe you know, or maybe you know somebody like you, Tim, and and just bring it over and say, hey, could, can you use that? Yeah. Bring yeah. it over in your Prius. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I'm going to say something controversial. Um, you know, like we talked about this, I don't know, a whole bunch of episodes ago, but I had found a lot of pressure treated wood. Somebody had taken apart a fence or a deck or something and I brought it home and I ultimately realized that I, um, I couldn't use it or I didn't want to use it and I really wasn't comfortable doing it. So I, I put it back out on the curb and to be honest with you, I don't feel that guilty because if I could use it, I would have, but I can't. So there's no point in sort of feeling bad about it and, Ultimately, it'll biodegrade, I guess. Yeah, it's not your fault that it was made in the first place. You know, there was only there's a minimal amount of responsibility there. It was on the curb when you got it, right? You know, 
I mean, I have, I have things in my shop. I have like failures and these things that I picked up that I was going to save like years and years ago. I still haven't done anything with. And, um, and it, uh, part of me kind of likes it though. It's sort of this reminder. Like, that, I mean, that box of tiles, I have a box of tiles in my shop, you know, uh, that I never did anything with. And, uh, and I like that, like that sort of reminder. Every once in a while, I'm like, you know, someday I'm going to, I'm going to be able to do something with that. Or someday I'm going to have some idea that's, you know, above and beyond or, and, uh, and it reminds me of the fact that like, yeah, you don't know everything because you still haven't figured out what the hell you're going to do with that. <laughs> you know, it's a good, like humbling thing too. Yeah, that is good. I do like that. All right. Um, we're recording on Hangouts, uh, because our normal recording platform isn't working tonight and there's no actual counter. So I have no idea how long we've been talking so far, but I'm estimating about 45 minutes. So I guess I think, I think that's a good time to bring us to, um, to what we're watching. Um, Bill, do you want to go first? You know, I, I will go first. And then, uh, I think Marcus, did we even bother to tell you that's what we do <laughs> yeah, you're listening to us? I'm, yeah occasionally <laughs> some sometimes <laughs> he means all the time I, as I, all of you yeah. should in preparation for today i listened all the podcasts from the beginning all the night long i didn't sleep <laughs> and you only got through half of them <laughs> <laughs> yes and you still wanted to hang out with us. <laughs> no, Bill, Bill actually um, closed the door from the outside and said, if you don't hang out, uh, I will not let you go. <laughs> all right. All right. Wait a minute. Uh, you guys quit picking on me. I'm, um, I am watching. Um, um, first of all, we got we to gotta do some shout outs just because in my, I'm going to keep it simple this week. I want to give a shout out to everybody that went to WIA. It looks like, Everybody had an amazing time, and um, I'm very happy for all of you, and I hate you all at the same time. Here, here. Because I couldn't go. Yeah, here, here. <laughs> but what, what am I watching? I'm watching a, a, a young man who, uh, who sent us, uh, I believe, I can't remember exactly how because I don't have it right in front of me, but he somehow contacted us, and he has a, he has a channel and a few hundred subscribers. It's called Doing Whatever. And he's got, what, about eight, nine videos here. And very interesting stuff. And I'd like everybody to check him out. And especially his last video was how to make hairpin legs that go to a table that he made. The previous video was how to make a standing desk. Cool. Um, and that's just a couple of things. He's got a bottle opener. He took he took a, a, a tool. He made, um, uh, talked about... Uh, his uncle made him and his sister, I believe, back when Beanie Babies were like the thing to have. He made this tree to hold them. Talk about an upcycler. A hundred years later, he still got this thing, and he turned that stand into something to hold all of his tool bags. Oh, so cool. very interesting. Mm. Yeah, I mean, very, very interesting guy. Neat stuff to watch. Doing whatever. Check it out. Subscribe. Give some love. Give some like. Uh, he's only... Less than 400 subscribers. I know we can make that number go up a little bit. So that's that's what I'm watching. So, I watched quite a few of those today. Cool. Marcus, who are you watching? Well, this week I had not the chance to watch that many, but I would like to mention two videos that I had the chance to watch. Um, of course, German makers, because I want to... Uh, Support those For sure. Laura, Laura is... <laughs> okay. Pick stuff? What? What? People in Germany make things? Yes, yes. Actually, yes. Quite well, I believe. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I will show you some stuff later on. 
So what I did watch is the the new video from Laura. Of course, that's that's just awesome. The Brasky um, replacement because she broke her wooden one. I love that video. And there is another video from uh, Hasan Abu Ismero from Mannheim in more or less middle of Germany. Um, and he made an X. He calls it the Exif. I don't know if I spelled that right. I tell it right. And it's um, an, an X made of an of a saw blade, and it's just awesome. I just love it. Um, what I do right now is I listen to um, the Makers Hustle. I binge listen to them while driving through California because watching videos turned out to be not such a good idea, um, <laughs> even in America. So I listen to podcasts, and I just I was just sad yesterday after the um, no this morning I heard the the latest Makers Hustle, and I was a bit sad that it was so short. And Tim, you. No, Phil, you promised me to make a nine-hour uh, podcast, so why not do it right now? <laughs> uh, okay. We're not sleeping tonight, boys. <laughs> All right. All right. Let's show you some pizza and beer. Yeah. All right. Uh, very cool. I love Laura. She's awesome. Um, and uh, Tim, you're next. Go ahead. Uh, I just sent you a link to share. I changed okay. mine from when we were, I told you who it was earlier, but um, uh, I wanted to mention, I watched this video a couple months ago, and it's um, by a guy, uh, he goes by the name Winter Gatan. I don't know if I'm pronouncing it right, Winter Gatan. I think he's uh, Norse, I'm not sure exactly where he's from, but he's the guy that, uh, he had a couple of videos that went viral, one in particular where he made this crazy like Rube Goldberg music box, and he would like turn this crank, and all these marbles went around and made music by hitting all these things. Oh, cool. Yeah, 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 yeah. Remember that video? He's the yes. guy's like a he's like a mad genius, right? Um, so he has this video. I mean, I subscribed to him because of that, and I watched a couple of his videos, and they're all amazing. But he has this the one that I just sent you the direct link to was um, it's called "The Rest of Frames" by Winter Gatan. He took the that um, that Jimmy made uh, and, and sent out. Um, so he got one of those. It's the you know if it, it, it looks straight, it is straight. Um, I think that's what it was. Uh, I don't remember now because it's been a while since I watched I it. I kept it is. To, yeah, I kept wanting to mention it because it, uh, I did, it but a couple months ago. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, but anyway, so he made this, but he made this little 10 minute long video and he's just in this like beautiful part of the world and he makes his shop. There's like this like rock wall that goes into it. Like it's like in this basement and then he's got this weird three wheel bike. He rides back and forth and he gets on a ferry because he has to take a ferry to go to town to buy a piece of plexiglass to come back. And just the way he documents it is just so fascinating of like this, the leaps and bounds and the steps and like the, uh, it's just really, really an enjoyable video. And so I wanted to mention that, that he isn't just like a one hit wonder guy that just made this really cool contraption and played it. An amazing guy on like a million levels. And, uh, and this video shows like this other side, this other level of this lifestyle. And it was really neat. Very cool. Um, this week I wanted to, uh, to talk about a video, uh, from a good friend of mine. Um, I call him Spags. Uh, the rest of you probably know him as, uh, Mark Spagnolo. And he made this, uh, this kid's step stool for the kitchen. It's like one of those, those tower things. So it's a little bit more involved than a step stool. It's got like the, the cage all the way around and, uh, it's gorgeous. He really, it's really, really nice. And I might have to make one of these things for my kids. Um, but it was really, really well done, and I just I love the way Mark, um, I mean Spags, uh, you know, just explains everything, and he's just very, very approachable. He's a fantastic teacher, and uh, and I, of course, I'm a, a, a huge fan of, of uh, you know Wood Talk, and uh, and this just sort of is an extension or a parallel to that, except in video form. And you know, I, I love everything uh, Mark does, and, and this this one is no exception. 
So check out that video if you haven't seen it uh, yet. Um, one thing I wanted to say as well is I wanted to thank everybody for the iTunes reviews. We did a huge sort of call out for it last week and uh, we got like nine reviews in the last week, which is fantastic, which is <laughs> it's, it's like 10% of our entire uh, re- review. So uh, reviewership or body of reviews, which is fantastic. So I would that say doesn't mean you can stop either people keep that it was up. That's exactly awesome. what I was going to say. Let's, let's keep on going that road. Like, uh, you know, Bill said, he does these shout outs. We all do these shout outs. Let's, let's see a, a 30 second commitment from you guys to sort of add more to them. And that would be amazing. So, so thank you. No, for that. I mean, I, we understand you're already committing like an hour to listening to us. So asking for another 30 seconds is, is, is rude of us. So, but, but we, if you could find it in your heart, we'd appreciate it. Cause it really, really does. Help or you could thank say you so it that way. I guess I still say, get off your butts and go get me a review. <laughs> One or the other. All right. I'll be the soft sell. You, you know, good cop, bad cop or something. I don't know. Which one of you is bad like cop? That. Yes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> you guys just did one of your things again, didn't you? A uh, riffs. Yeah, we riff. We did that. Yeah. Okay. Um, our channels on Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. I am Phil Pinsky. Phil Lutz, you have something going on, right? I do have WilliamLutz.com where you can find links to everything and everybody that's important in my life. And, um, yeah, that's it. Tim, same deal? Uh, yeah, TimSway.net. It is actually uh, it's still up, but there is a new version under construction, a 21st century version under construction right now. I saw some proofs today. So awesome, yeah. And uh, how about um, how about you, Marcus? Where can we find you on the interwebs? Um, I'm the most active on Facebook. I'm Marcus Hoffman on Facebook, and uh, Bugtech is just Bug Tech, T E C H. dot com. That's it. Awesome. No, on on Facebook. Just oh, on Facebook. Okay, yeah. Yeah, Bugtech dot com. Is there a dot com? Yeah, there is a dot com and there's a dot de as well. Yeah, but that's the shop. Okay. The most active I'm on Facebook. Gotcha. So what what is it Thank like? You. Is it doc? Is it is dot com a German thing too? Um, I think it started all with dot com, huh? So I yeah. that the problem was when I started the company, dot com was uh, was not available. So I wanted it to be an international company from the beginning on, but it wasn't available. So it took me, I think, five years to get it. Oh wow. I, I've had Tim, timsway.net for a while, but I, I've been thinking about uh, changing it to timsway.freedom. Yeah. <laughs> Dot, if you don't like if it, you don't like out. it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I've been working on, I swear for five years, I've been working on dot bill. I think everybody should be blah, 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 dot bill. Not so much luck so far, but good luck. I'm working on it. Yeah, good luck with that. I'm working mm-hmm. on it. Yeah. All right. Um, so I gave us, I gave the iTunes spiel. Um, so thank you. And please continue on the iTunes review front. Uh, Patreon.com slash reclaimed audio. Um, I, I would say I would put that on equal footing as the iTunes reviews because both are super important. Um, getting your support with, re- with reviews is great and uh, just as good to get financial support. You know, and getting uh, and getting guests and staying on. There are expenses that go along with this podcast, and we'd really, really appreciate your support. And um, and that's all she wrote. Anybody yeah, I mean, how much? Of, we've only we've only covered like ten percent of 
Marcus's plane ticket now. I don't know how we're going <laughs> to. This was a huge investment, guys, and it better pay off. I know. So let's just hope yeah, this Marcus, is the week that something happens. Yeah. Marcus <laughs> thought he was spending the night, but he, actually we got to keep you for about a month and a half in order to get you back home, buddy. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> it's nice. Get, get him on a fast boat. Yeah. I love to do that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Have a good one. All right, thanks. Bye, Peter. everybody. <laughs>